0: You better ready your mind, body, and spirit for this next piece. It's a look at our upcoming four-part original anime adaptation of Junji Ito's Uzumaki. And it's all set to the music of the amazing Colin Stetson. I'm excited for all of the originals coming up, but I'm really excited about Uzumaki.
1: Welcome, this is Taku, where we talk things anime and manga. We are not experts or gatekeepers, we're just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast. Our emails, questions, and show requests at nutaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and please subscribe and share. My name is Jim.
0: And my name is Frank.
1: Frank, we had a little news. Did you happen to catch the Adult Swim anime con online not in person con frank uh
0: i was not able to catch it live but i did watch uh all the clips the next day did you
1: i watched some of it live you want to go into it sure let's do it yeah let's go into some news so they had their little adult swim con and they were making announcements during adult swim and i forget what date that was what was that 25th? 25th. Into the 26th. Okay. So the tsunami Panel airing on Cartoon Network during the Adult Swim Con online event announced the new Crunchyroll's original anime, Fina Pirate Princess, in collaboration with Adult Swim. Uh, it, it will be a co-production between Crunchyroll and Adult Swim, which seems like all of these are uh it's being the production company's production id ig did you catch the short
0: i did catch the short and not only that i saw the uh they had like a couple minutes of an interview with the director which was somewhat animated which i thought was amazing
1: yeah they did that with uh, another <laughs> one coming up too all right you want to hear the synopsis prepare yourself for this one fina Pirate Princess is a 12-episode original anime series that tells the tale of a young orphan, Fina Hootman. Fina's been raised on an island. Mind you, Fina is white. Fina is (laughs) raised on an island where there is no hope of becoming anything more than a chattel to be used and discarded by soldiers of the British Empire. But Fina is more than just another powerless orphan. When her mysterious past comes knocking, Fina will... Break the chains of her oppressors, Frank. (laughs) Her goal, forge a new identity free of bondage and search for a place where she can truly belong. And find out the true mysteries behind a key word, Eden. is a story of a lifetime adventure she and her crew of misfits and unlikely allies will have in pursuit of her goals. Frank, thoughts? (laughs) <laughs> well, the
0: description makes it seem a lot worse, but the uh, the clip that I I, I I saw looked awesome. I mean, a blend of ninja pirates, and uh, the director went on to say that he was trying to blend both shonen and shoujo, but uh, that he had to force himself to include some love story elements that he is truly horrible at, which I thought was kind of funny, and also... Uh, a bit to reveal, considering the show hasn't come out, to say that uh, I guess he was trying something new, but he, he's not very good at it, so I, I don't know what that says about the show. <laughs> not a great way to sell it, but I was super relatable because it sounds like something that I would do. Yeah,
1: I'm going to make the show, but this thing I'm not very good at. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm going to break the chains. <laughs> I'm going to break these chains of my, my oppresses. This poor white girl. It's a shame. She's being oppressed. All right, next up. Uh, They also began streaming a 60-minute interview video on Sunday with Blade Runner, Black Lotus anime directors Shinji Aramaki and Kenji Kamiyama. In the interview, directors discuss the anime setting, how the show came to be, and why the show is animated in CG. I have an idea. I know why. Both of these guys, Aramaki and Kamiyama, worked on Ultraman... On Netflix and Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, and it's being done by dig- SOLA Digital Arts. Um, they worked on the newest Ghost in the Shell. They worked with uh, and Shinichiro, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe of Cowboy Bebop and Sham- uh, Samurai Champloo is creative producer on the series. And the series will take place in 2032 between two films. And we'll include some familiar characters. Frank, go ahead. What do you think? Are you excited for this mid Blade Runner timeline story?
0: Uh, Not really. I mean, I was never really like a big Blade Runner guy. But at one point in the interview, they do talk about how the big kind of part to Blade Runner is the vibe and the feel of the show, which I definitely agree with just because it's kind of hard to think of the cyberpunk genre without – you know, sort of conjuring up images in your head of some blade runner stuff. So in that sense, I mean, it seems like it is a cool idea, but uh, like I said, I'm not really into blade runner. I was, I get that. It's supposed to be like one of the best sci-fi movies, but it just never really vibed with me. So I'm not, I'm not super, super stoked to check something like this out.
1: If I was a lesser man, I'd be personally offended by your comments, but this blade runner is amazing in all of its forms and only an ass would think differently that's if I was a different man otherwise the man I am today says to each his own right? I am very excited for this I am not excited for CGI especially after Ultraman if it's Mm going to look like that eh. but you know cyberpunk baby how about this so Adult Swim teased a 10-minute anime short at 12.30 a.m. on Sunday. It was officially Sunday, July 26th. And I figured it was probably just the teaser of what shows Cartoon Network would be carrying in the future. Now, Frank, you got in my head that it was Uzumaki. So I was very exciting. It wasn't Uzumaki, Frank.
0: <laughs> it was not.
1: Adult Swim began streaming an eight-minute Rick and Morty vs. Genocider animated short on Sunday for the Rick and Morty animated television series. The short also aired on Toonami as part of the Odemo. I just talked about that. Uh, Takashi Sano of Tower of God wrote directed the short at Telecom Animation Film. Sano was also the storyboard director and key animator. Uh, Okay, uh, the shorts stars Yuhei Tadano as Rick and Keisuke Chiba as Morty. The pair reprise the roles from the Japanese dub of the animated series. Other cast members include Manabu Muraji as Jerry, Al Driver, and Hologram Transvestite, Frank, and Yuki Minami as Hologram Girl. Uh, frank thoughts. I don't even really want to talk about this. I'm so pissed off. Go ahead.
0: You know, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, uh, having watched it, you know, uh, later on, I thought it was a really cool short. It had some kind of unique vibes to it. A little bit of Fully Cooley, maybe a little bit of Steins Gate. You know, I do like Rick and Morty, even though I'm not super into uh, being associated with their fan base. So I don't really tell a lot of people that I'm into that show. Um, <laughs> And it was a nice little bonus, but I will say that I would probably have been a little pissed if I stayed up late thinking that it was something else.
1: Jason DeMarco, the senior vice president and creative director of Adult Swim, stated in March his team spent a year putting together a five-minute Rick and Morty Lone Wolf and Cub anime short. So, Frank, i got to ask, why does it take a year to make Rick and Morty a Rick and Morty short, but I can't get any consistent animation in any of my shows? Why is so much manpower put into a short of Rick and Morty?
0: It's a, it's a very good question. And it's a, it's specifically with adult swim and um, cartoon network. They seem to be very, very lax when it comes to their animated series. Like I know Rick and Morty is, I think they've had six episodes in like two years or something. And then uh, venture brothers is probably the most notable one when, you know, I don't think there's been a new season in years. They come out with a new season every couple, every couple years. But uh, yeah, I guess they're just kind of like you could do whatever, whenever it shows up It shows up, which seems kind of cool, but sucks if you're a fan.
1: I was a fan of Rick and Morty until we got into multiverse Rick's and I was just thought it was not funny anymore, but to each his own, right? It's like Blade Runner, <laughs> to each his own it's like
0: Blade Runner to each his own to that point though I will say though it has not as been as good as it has continued to go on like the last season was probably the worst season they've had
1: isn't that strange how that works like you should just hang mm. it up eventually instead of listening to for fan base that says put it out more I need it I need it alright so Szechuan go ahead, sauce, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Szechuan sauce. <laughs> McDonald's needs Szechuan sauce. speaking of Uzumaki so, Adult Swim uh, began streaming a teaser video on Sunday of Junji Ito's horror manga. The video is the same video that streamed in August 2019. But the description of the video reveals that the anime will debut in 2020. It was previously slated to debut this year. Uh, Adult Swim is also streaming a 13-minute interview with director Hiroshi Nagahama. <coughs> Excuse me. But the teaser and interview also aired on Toonami as part of this panel, and Nagahama was asked. Uh, all the interviews had this segment about the difficulty creating anime during COVID, and his pretty much said, "Nah, it's not that big a deal because we all work separately." So that must, you know, that raises the question for me. Then why do I have to wait till 2021 for the show if it's not that big a deal? Big a deal there, Nagahama-san. <laughs> Frank folks.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure either. I kind of noticed that as well. Uh, I'm wondering if that's more of like, so if you have like a create creative saying this, I'm wondering if this is more, you know, the business side where I, I don't know why, but maybe they're holding it back on purpose. Uh, I can't say for sure. I mean, I'm still super excited and eventually when it does pop up, you know, I'll definitely watch it. It's just kind of like, when the hell is the show actually going to come up? It keeps getting delayed.
1: Well, it's like if they're if it's not that big of a deal to get it finished, and everybody's stuck at home watching television, wouldn't wouldn't you want it on as many eyes as possible? I mean, that's yeah, I
0: thought. yeah, that's a good point. I think this kind of circles back to what I was saying earlier with Cartoon Network and Adult Swim, where they seem very <coughs> kind me. of uh, they seem very kind of laissez faire when it comes to any of their properties. So. It's probably more just that, I, I, I don't know. Maybe the more just them being like, yeah, man, whenever it shows up, it shows up. No big deal.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be that skeptical, but I'm saying it's all part of a giant plan. Next. Yep. Technology and gaming-focused television channel G4 teased on Twitter on Friday that the channel will return in 2021. The channel has not revealed what form the return will take. Frank, do you remember G4? Are you too young?
0: No, I definitely remember G4. In fact, uh, I think I was like right there, kind of the prime—maybe not the prime age, maybe a little too young—but I definitely remember it. Yeah. Do you remember G4?
1: Absolutely, I do. The um, it came to it, uh, the American G4 channel shut down at the end of 2014, and NBC Universal was going to rebrand this channel as Esquire, an upscale <laughs> men's network. They went from. Dork TV to an upscale <laughs> men's network. But then uh, the Style Network was rebranded to Esquire. Uh, the channel originally launched in tw- uh, 2002. G4 previously ran anime programming such as Ultraviolet, Code 044, Vipers Creed, The Iron Man, Wolver- Wolverine, X-Men, and Blade anime ap- adaptations. I haven't seen any of those. Mm-hmm. Razafon, I've seen that. And Cromartie uh, High School and Colorful. Have you ever... Ch- checked out any of that anime or were you just like man i gotta get i gotta get my iron man dude <laughs>
0: no i didn't i didn't check out any of the anime but i do remember like a attack of the show and x-play which are probably what they're i would say probably what they're most well known for and i i have kind of thought especially as you know we've seen more esports and video games kind of come into the mainstream um you know it's kind of the perfect time for For a network like G4 to pop up, whether it be on YouTube, you know, Twitch, podcasts, some sort of streaming service, whatever. I feel like this is like where they should have been originally, you know what I mean? Like maybe a little bit before their time, but I'm excited to to kind of, uh, you know, see what they come up with. Hopefully they have some of the, you know, original people pop up, but we'll see.
1: They used to have reruns of an old game show, which I never saw when it was on where kids would play in an arcade and they could win prizes and they would play console games. It was from, like, the 80s. I don't remember what it was called. It was pretty amazing.
0: Hmm. Do, you have any,
1: do you remember what it was called?
0: That I don't. I do remember that, like, they had, like, a couple, like, one-off programs and they would do reruns. Like, I remember the, they, had, they definitely had, like, video game competitions on TV before that was even, like, a thought.
1: It was like, called I Starcade do- was the name of the show.
0: Starcade. Wow. Bring it back. Now's yes. the time.
1: Yes. Could you imagine how heated people will get? They'd be calling each other the N word and stuff like kids do on the internet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> next up, of Frank's interest, Kodansha mm. Comics announced at its Shaman King online panel during the Com- uh, San Diego Comic Con at Home digital event. That it licensed the following four Shaman King spin off manga for digital release in August. You ready for these? Mm hmm. So we got Shaman King Zero. Return to the world of Shaman King. Before the Shaman fight, there were countless tales of heartache and worry as Yo and the others worked their way toward the tournament. And they're here in Shaman King Zero. Do you remember any of this? No. Do you remember any anything I mentioned?
0: Uh, no. I do remember the the tournament, but not not the, uh I think, not Zero.
1: Okay, how about this one? You let me know if you remember any of this. Okay. (laughs) Shaman King Flowers. He actually returns in this brand new sequel to Shaman King. Hana Asakura finds that being the son of Yo and Anna Asakura isn't all it's cracked up to be, and his boredom has him itching for any kind of excitement. He starts doing heroin. Wait, no. Wait, but when a fight comes straight to his doorstep, it's from a place he least expects. His own family. The battle for Asakura supremacy begins. Frank, Frank, what do you think?
0: I mean, that sounds cool. It sounds very much like uh, Boruto before, you know, Naruto was even a thing. Like they were like, let's let's cash in on this while it's while it's hot.
1: And there's more How about Shaman King Superstar. Can't hmm. get enough of that Shaman King goodness, Frank. Then hitch a ride with alumni, alumni, alumi Death Zero, and other Shaman King favorites in this action-packed off Shaman King, the superstar. Do you remember Alumi and Death Zero? Nah,
0: no, I don't remember those characters. You are a
1: terrible fan. Next, Shaman King, Red Crimson, Tao Jun, and Li Pai Long are back in an all-new Shaman King adventure. But this time, they're the stars. Join them in. And their battle against the Red Crimson. Do you remember those two characters?
0: Li Pai Long, I I definitely remember. He was like the, for a while, he was like the main antagonist turned ally character that's in, you know, every shonen. So I do remember him. He was pretty cool.
1: So there you go. You got new stuff. You got to read it?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So uh, when I saw this. On our notes, I went to go look into it, and I was like, oh, man, here we go. Digital manga, I'm all for it. It's going to be, because it's from Viz, it's going to be on the Shonen Jump app, or I'm going to be able to buy it on the Shonen Jump app. No. Nope. Turns out, Amazon exclusive, so the likelihood of me reading it <laughs> is unlikely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I may still read it. Uh, Netflix announced on Twitter Tuesday that it will be, begin streaming WIT Studio's original television anime series, great pretender outside of japan on august 20th this is the show that we previewed a while ago uh the show's themes are credit fraud and happy and comedic drama between worldly famous swindlers frank you excited for the great pretender or it's just great pretender there's no the
0: yeah i'm excited for great pretender creative team looks great uh it's going on netflix which is i guess a good sign you know, uh, we're not seeing as many of their original stuff, and more stuff that they're just acquiring before anyone else can can get. It. And uh, so far, that's that's been uh, that's been good for them.
1: Yeah. Last news item: HBO Max and Crunchyroll announced on Monday that Frank no longer has excuses not to watch Inuyasha, and it's <laughs> going to be on HBO Max streaming service. It's going they're going to add Aldo Noah Zero, which I believe I watched. Uh, Inuyasha, which I mentioned, Mob Psycho 100, <laughs> The Promised Neverland, and Puella Magi Madoka Magica on August 4th. Frank, you're gonna have to watch Inuyasha eventually.
0: <laughs> eventually, yes, I I will have to watch it. Isn't it like super long though?
1: It's super great, is what you mean. Oh,
0: it's super. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like a long-term thing that I do where I watch, you know, a couple episodes here and there, and it takes me like a year to watch it all.
1: Well, Inuyasha's kids are coming in the, in the fall, so you're going to have to watch it eventually.
0: Oh, jeez. That puts quite,
1: the, quite, the, quite but, the timer on me. I know, yeah. Tick, 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 <laughs> tick,
0: I'm already getting anxiety from it. I'm going to look up the amount of episodes right now.
1: <laughs> it was like me watching, waiting for my car today. All right, oh, yeah. this week, we watched a film, didn't we, Frank?
0: We did, yes.
1: We are reviewing... A live-action film, 2019's *Alita: Battle Angel*, streaming on HBO Max, right, Frank? Hmm. Okay. Episodes? There's a hundred episodes. Uh, episodes?
0: There's 167.
1: Uh, of what? Of uh, Iniyashi. Get started, yeah.
0: bro. Uh, I'm starting now. Uh,
1: uh, film length was 122 minutes. The studio is 20th Century Fox, Lightstorm Entertainment, which is James Cameron's studio. Troublemaker Studios, which is Robert Rodriguez's studio, and TSG Entertainment, which is that uh, that image of the guy shooting the bow through all the holes when you watch a movie. Mm-hmm. The Source, the classic 90s manga, Battle Angel Alita by Yukito Kishiro. Jones, action. Cyberpunk, Frank, explain to our listeners what cyberpunk is.
0: Uh cyberpunk is a subgenre of sci-fi that involves it's usually takes place in the future and involves uh prominently technology that we don't have access to. Usually hackers, uh robots, things like that.
1: grit grime, fall of society type stuff. Alright, here's your synopsis. Set several centuries in the future. The abandoned Elite is found in the scrapyard of Iron City by Edo, a compassionate cyber doctor who takes the unconscious cyborg Alita to his clinic. When Alita awakens, she has no memory of who she is, nor does she have any recognition of the world she finds herself in. As Alita learns to navigate her new life and the treacherous streets of Iron City, Edo tries to shield her from her mysterious past. So Frank, what were your thoughts on Alita Battle Angel?
0: Sure. So this is the first, I think this is the first live action movie we've ever done, right? No, we Uh,
1: did Godzilla. Oh, we we did did
0: do Godzilla. Godzilla. That's right. Okay. So Alita Battle Angel is the summer blockbuster movie that any anime fan would be happy to see. You know, it's got a killer creative team. Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron do a great job with both directing, and I'm sure James Cameron lending experience to, you know, special effects Also, fun fact, I once sold comics to Robert Rodriguez, and uh, he had bought, like, stuff online, and I had to call him up, and I asked him if it was really him, and he said it was. And, uh, yeah, that's all it was. Just a little interesting side note about my life. I think about that often. Uh, (laughs) And it also has some great acting. Rosa Salazar, that's her name, does a great job. Salazar does a great job as Alita, which is saying something considering there is a fair bit of CGI surrounding her character. Um, I often think about her performance to that of kind of uh, Andy Serkis, I think is his name, how you say his last name, who is best known for Schmeagle in The Lord of the Rings. But he's also like Ultron in Age of Ultron. And I think he's like Caesar in um, the newer... You're uh, talking about,
1: a, no, 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 you're talking about Andy Dick.
0: Andy Dick? No, Andy, is it, is that his last
1: name? No, it's Andy and, Circus. Oh, okay. Go ahead,
0: continue. <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait a second, and then, okay, and also uh, a pretty good performance by Christopher Waltz um, as Dr. Ido, and she does a good job of kind of filling out that creator father role, though I did have a hard time believing he was like a good bounty hunter with his kind of ridiculous rocket hammer weapon. Um, He didn't really fit that part. But otherwise, I I really liked his performance. I like him in general. Um, Speaking of the CGI, I was a bit worried upon first viewing that I would be distracted with it. But in fact, it was the opposite. It did a fantastic job of seamlessly blending it together with all the kind of physical live action stuff. I'm hoping that this will be a trend because it looks fantastic and really helps to capture some of the more visual aspects of both anime and manga that has been sorely lacking in other adaptations. Um, All that being said, the story is a little uneven with a fairly strong beginning, a good, decent second act. But the ending was a little disappointing to me in that I think it sacrificed some things to position itself for a sequel or open it up for like a franchise type of thing which makes a lot of sense because I think that this movie was like super expensive to make. Um, Beyond that point, I thoroughly enjoyed most of the characters, including some of the background hunters, like the one with the robot dog. And uh, some of the lore was intriguing while not feeling overly complicated, which is, I think another positive that they kind of took from both anime and manga, uh, where they're able to kind of, Flush things out, but do it in such a way that it doesn't feel very overwhelming, which I think movies in general have sometimes a hard time doing, especially if it's not going to be like a long series where you get bogged down with people explaining things and stuff like that. and It just kind of feels awkward. Um, lastly, I do want to point out that the action scenes, for lack of a better term, are awesome. They're extremely well done. Honestly, some of the best I've seen in a while and worth the watch alone. I never thought a live action movie would be able to capture some of the kinetic and visual components of an anime, but they managed to do show. So, uh, I hope that Hollywood takes notes going forward and allows this to be a benchmark for future adaptations, though. I don't think that this movie did well commercially, so I, I don't really know if, if that'll happen, but you know, one, one can hope. Uh, what did you think, Jim?
1: Movie sucked. Oh, no, I loved it. Are you kidding me? I talk about this movie all the time. Yes. Um, Uh, To your points, uh, it got close to break even, but it did not make money. And Cameron did set this film up for, in interviews, he said he didn't go with Battle Angel Alita as the title. He went with Alita Battle Angel. This way he could have two other sequels and call them Alita colon something else. Alita colon something else. Um, But to the positives, forget about the money. Uh, This is a is so over the top with violence but it keeps it not too gory a lot of robot blood a lot of blue stuff and it's a great mix of like over the top young adult drama uh alita looks amazing people hated on the eyes initially i never did it made her look absolutely unique it made her stick out of every scene it was so cool christoph waltz as the overprotective father figure and alita's interactions with him was awesome her fighting style, style the panzer kunst that she just clicks on like she i oh man she's greatness rosa salazar is absolutely amazing it is like i said it's over the top the romance is a bit cheesy but it's self-aware so much so that at one point she little literally rips her own heart out to give it to hugo and then has like Hugo being the love interest and then has like this like oh that was a little wild wasn't it it was a little intense yeah it, there's little nods to everything in it that it's, there's nods to the manga there's nods to the anime which we're going to watch the anime eventually and it's it, there is no film has better captured and there's been a couple attempts not many but there's been a couple attempts to capture uh, anime and manga in live action none have done it as well as this film has any other thoughts?
0: No, I agree completely. I mean, the only other thing I want to note is that uh, the, the game, I think, it, I originally thought it was called Murder Ball when I motor first ball, heard motor. it. Murderball is definitely like such a kind of, it's definitely like a very anime thing where like immediately when that was introduced in the movie, I was like, oh yeah, I could see this being in like, you know, some variation of this being in like a million different types of shows and just be like, oh, okay, like, sure, yeah, why not? And it, uh, it is to your point, <laughs> over the top, but it in a very entertaining way.
1: So, like, what are what are the rules to motorball, Frank? Do you have any idea?
0: I I have no idea. Like, this is one of those things. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like, I I guess you have to take the ball and then you have to hold it, and it's sort of like uh, football and uh, roller derby, where you have to take the ball past the point and people are trying to hurt you if you have the ball so I guess that's how it works I don't know
1: it was great and you know we never actually got <laughs> we never actually got to see a, like a motorball as a sport mm-hmm. we get to see one scene where they're like she gets introduced to it uh, Alita and she's like blown away she's like oh my god this is so cool and you know Christoph Waltz is like you don't need anything to do with that and they go to an event and they're watching it, and none of it makes sense. And then when she's involved with it, the whole entire uh, team that she's playing with—it's like a qualifier to become a professional motorballer. They're all trying to kill her anyway, so <laughs> you never find out what the actual rules are. There's a ball; you have to put it in a hole. I think that's about it. No, not only, jump, jump things.
0: Not only that, but then it ends up being like kind of an important part of the movie where you have to become like champion so that your status is like elevated so that you can uh you can reach the top and and go to the the city above but they never like like you said they never kind of define what exactly you are watching but it's still fun i I enjoy it's so much fun it's (laughs)
1: just like oh man it's gonna be nuts i can't wait and then before you know it everybody's trying to kill her
0: yeah
1: oh yeah uh, what else do I have? Oh, yeah, you, you mentioned the uh, Robo-Dog guy. <laughs> Jeff Fahey plays the Robo-Dog guy. He... <laughs> he it's, they're chasing after the guy, what's his name, uh, Lelushka, Lelushka. They're chasing after him, and then Jeff Fahey comes down with his robot dogs. And he goes, he doesn't like dogs, and I don't <laughs> respect that. It's <laughs> so good! It's so good! <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's definitely part of like you were saying, like some of the the cheesy aspect of it that just actually works out it really works. well in the movie. Yeah. I heard
1: that like everything about it works cuz it's a manga transformed and anime transformed into a film. So, you know, someone that maybe isn't exposed to that culture might not might not appreciate it, but for just like strictly for action, it's got to be one of the better movies in the last 5 years for strict action. Like there's not a lull in this movie. Except for like the the moments where she like pulls her heart out, you know, what I mean? like there's no lulls in this film. It's fun. I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah I like it a lot too.
1: So Frank, what's your new taco rank?
0: I have it as must watch, if only to see one of the top offerings that Hollywood has to offer for a manga and anime adaptation. I would, say, I can't even really think of anything that would top this. Uh, movie in terms of that so yeah and not only that if you have hbo max it, it's on there right now for free so there you go
1: yeah i also have it as must watch and i am an og member of the alita army i saw this on opening night because i was so excited to see it rosa salazar is a friggin star in this movie it is one of my favorite action films of all time i really really want the sequels it is by far the most accurate live adapt- action adaptation of a manga or anime. It feels like an anime. I'd go to say it's, one, in my opinion, one of the best films based on a comic book. I'd say it's mm. up there with, like, Thor Ragnarok, and it's definitely, in my opinion, better than those, like, grim dark Batman movies. Alita, Alita's, like, gritty and dark, but it's funny and fast-paced, and it never feels the two-plus hours. Before you know it, it's over, and you're like, she's holding the sword up, and she's going to play some murder ball, and you're like, okay, I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> if you're a fan of uh, manga and anime, and, I, and, and I, I am, and I think our listeners are, I would say this is like the pinnacle of all of the live adaptations. And yeah, like you said, people need to take notice of this film and say to themselves, I need to be more like this if I want my film to work. Right?
0: No, yeah, I agree completely. Um, I know that you love this movie because I think one of the first times I ever talked to you, you were like, you got to watch this movie. Man, this is the best movie. And if I recall correctly, didn't you get like a retweet or something? Not that that means anything, but you were like pretty stoked on it. And then I think somebody had retweeted you or and am they, I recall?
1: They featured my, they featured my <laughs> tweet in the Alita Battle Angel commercial like on, on television. There you go. Yeah, you're you're pretty much famous. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm famous for. Third most, uh, second most famous person in Francisville, Philadelphia. You know who's number one, Frank?
0: Who, who's number one?
1: Lil Uzi Vert.
0: Mm, wow. I mean, you yeah. can't get people. Little. <laughs> it's a pretty pretty stark draw from I'm first two. to second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
1: right, Frank. You got anything to ask? Uh, anything else to add? I, uh, you know, I'm I'm not in Philadelphia right now. I'm on a beach. Hopefully,
0: yeah, no. Hopefully, you're uh, you're drinking some Mai Tais or your drink of choice when you're at the beach. Uh, I think it's margaritas. I want to say, right? Isn't that your drink of choice for the beach? Beer. Beer. It's a, it's beer. All right. Well, I hope you're having some some beer and cocaine uh, and get, beer on the beach. <laughs> coke and Coke and beer and uh, catching some rays and enjoying it.
1: Nothing combines better than. Uh, Amphetamines or speed and sun. It's the worst. Don't ever do that. Sounds like a <laughs> terrible idea. I've never done it. I won't do it. So yeah, let's it get out of here, Frank. Sound. Yeah, let's go. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at cast Send us questions at show requests or email is newtaku twenty nineteen at gmail.com and we'll talk about all of them on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and please subscribe and share. My name's Jim.
0: And I am Frank.
1: And go play some murder ball. Don't get hurt. Motor ball.
0: <laughs> motor, motor ball.
1: All right. Thank you. Good morning.
0: Good mother.